Hi everyone, this is Yaros Dark from blogmastermind.com. Today I have a really special interview for you. It's with a good friend of mine. His name is Alborz Fala, but I call him Al. Now Al and I used to work at a computer help desk in our hometown of Brisbane, Australia at a local university. That was the first place we actually met, and at the time I was blogging already at my entrepreneurs-journey.com blog, but Alborz hadn't jumped on the blogging bandwagon just yet. He saw what I was doing with my blog and decided he wanted to start his own blog and wasn't sure what to begin with. So he actually started writing to three blogs. Now he started writing about the Vista operating system, which is before it was released. So it was like a preview blog. He started writing a blog about going out in our hometown. So like a Brisbane nightlife blog. And he also started a car blog to focus on his passion for cars. Now over time, those three blogs started to grow, but some did better than others. And he very quickly determined that it was the car blog that he really enjoyed writing to the most and was taking off the best. So it was getting the most traffic. So he eventually sold off those other two blogs and followed through with that car blog. Now, to put a long story short, that car blog has grown into one of the most successful blogs in all of Australia. I'm always blown away by how amazing Albor's and his story is and each time I speak to him he has something more spectacular to tell me. Now Al, Al's blog has actually been evaluated at about five million dollars and in fact he's hoping long term to get a multi-million dollar buyout for his project. He's already taken on financial backers so he's got people that have bought part of his blog and invested capital into his business to really grow it and make it a dominant player. Now when I did this interview, Alborz was quoting somewhere between twenty and $30,000 per month is generated from his blog. And I know for a fact that that's increased significantly since then. And I'm pretty sure he's doing somewhere close to half a million dollars a year. Don't quote me on that, but I, I don't know the exact numbers. But I do know his blog has become a massive business. He's got lots of people writing for it. Uh, like I said, he's got those financial backers. He has you know, a, a team which meets on a regular basis to talk about the future direction of his blog. He's flying into Sydney constantly to talk to investors and so forth. So it has become a massive project. Most recently when I spoke to Alborz, he had one even more exciting piece of news for me, which was that they had recently uh, come to an agreement with the Yahoo portal or Yahoo in Australia to provide car-related content, news information to Yahoo. So it's very likely that Yahoo, I I expect, again, don't quote me on this, but I expect Yahoo will buy into his blog at some point and probably become the new owners of it. So it's your typical startup story for an internet company. But what's not typical about it is it's a blog. And what's really great about this story is Albor started this blog, like all of us, with nothing. He, He started from day zero, sat down, started writing content about a subject he loved, and it really took off. In this interview you're about to listen to with me and Alborz, you will learn a lot in terms of raw techniques to do what Alborz has done. So he's going to teach us a ton about writing great content, uh, how he got so much traffic to his blogs through search engines, and also the story about how he took on investments into his blog, so how people came on board and bought part of his blog to help grow it. Alborz actually is a mentor within the Blog Mastermind Coaching Program as well, and he's written two of the lessons in the advanced series, so I think you'll really enjoy that if you do decide to become a participant in my coaching program. Now, I actually coached Alborz throughout the process of him growing his blog, and obviously it grew to a point where he no longer needed my support. It was becoming really massive, but certainly during the the earlier days, I was a, a constant contact for him as he continued to to 
do what he was doing with his blog. And I do remember actually having an argument with him about whether he would make use of AdSense and, you know, try and generate some income from what he did with his blog. And he eventually succumbed to what I was suggesting. And that was actually the first time he tasted any income from his blogging. I think he started getting about $20 a month initially and and that slowly, sorry, $20 a day. And that slowly grew to $100 a day. And and then he started bringing on more different types of advertising and went to advertising brokers and so forth. But Albors is going to explain all of this in this interview. So I'll leave him to talk about that. What I want to point out to you, though, in this, and this is what you need to pay attention to. So learn a hell of a lot of what the great techniques Albors uses, but also note how he started his blog, which was by testing three different topic areas to find what works. Because I know a lot of you listening to this uh, podcast, this, this audio interview, don't necessarily have a topic yet for your blog and you might be struggling to come up with one. So note how a guy like Albors, who now has a fantastically successful multi-million dollar blog, still wasn't sure what to begin with and, and threw different projects against the wall by starting real blogs and testing to see which one worked. Now, I don't expect everyone to have the kind of success Albors has. He really has become my star pupil by far. He's, he's surpassed the amount of income I make from blogging by far. And I'm a little bit jealous, to be honest. He really does have a, a ridiculously successful story to tell. A little bit unusual, but I certainly think it's quite realistic for most of us to replicate at least some of the success Albors has had. And, of course, you get the benefit of his uh, experience in the Blog Mastermind Coaching Program as well. If you would like to follow in the footsteps of Al and become one of my students, or if you're just interested at all in more interviews and training along the lines of what you're about to listen to in this interview, I do encourage you to join the Blog Mastermind Coaching Program. I'm taking new students on right now. You can sign up at blogmastermind.com forward slash coaching. That's blogmastermind.com forward slash coaching. And there you can find all the information you need about the coaching program and like I said, you'll get this interviews like this with lots of other successful bloggers, all kinds of training information. And of course, my entire coaching program is available there and you can read all about it at that page. Once more, it's blogmastermind.com forward slash coaching. And uh, right now we'll jump straight into the interview with me and Albors. And I hope you get a lot out of this. It's a lot of, it was a lot of fun for me to do this interview. Obviously, Albors is my friend, so it was a, a very casual and relaxed interview for us to do. So... Without further ado, here is the interview. Enjoy. Hi, this is Yara Stark, and today on the line I have with me Albors Fala, who's from cardvice.com.au, and also a good friend of mine who also lives in Brisbane, where I'm from. So we're doing a, a local podcast, and we're here to talk specifically about Al's blog and blogging history and, and how he's managed to achieve what he has achieved. So welcome, Al. Thanks for joining me. Ah, thanks, Jero. No worries all the time. And of course, it's okay for me to call you Al, right? <laughs> yeah, it's much easier than Albors, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I figured we'd start uh, at the end rather than the beginning. So let tell me exactly where your blog is at at the moment and what your involvement is. Just give us a, an overall picture of, of everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, it, it started in sort of early 2006, and I'll just get to the end. And where it is now, um, it's ranked the sixth biggest car site in Australia, and that's behind the three biggest publishers, which is News Corp, Fairfax, and CarSales.com.au. Um, so, you know, those guys are the ones with you know, hundred million dollar budgets. So we've done pretty well, I have to say. Yeah, and I started it, um, and I'm still majority owner. But yeah, it's come a long way for a block, that's for sure. Okay, so essentially, you're saying 
your blog, which is obviously about cars, it's a car blog, is pretty much competing with some of the largest uh, media companies here in Australia, media sites producing car-related content. And for those overseas, um, they're pretty much the biggest A players uh, in Australia in terms of uh, online content production. I guess in the equivalent in the U.S., I don't know, Autoblog you always quote as one of the largest sites there, but that's also a blog as well, isn't it? That's correct, yeah. Autoblog is only a blog. Um, here we we really don't have much in terms of blog competition. I mean, there's a few that have started up here and there, but we're the only blog that actually gets cars to review, and I mean, that ranges from Lamborghinis to Aston Martin, so they're not scared to give us cars, even though we're just a blog. Um, I mean, we compete with um, drive.com.au, carsales.com.au, um, carsguide.com.au. You know, these, these are like massive, massive websites for TV advertising, newspaper, everything you can think of. So, yeah, we, we just, uh, we're just a website, and that's all we have. And we've, we're about, I think it's about uh, one-sixth of the traffic of the biggest site in Australia. So, I mean, that, without any advertising and with just word of mouth in a year and a bit, it's, it's a big achievement. And what's that translating to in, in terms of uh, revenue at the moment? Um, well, it's a, it's a bit of a different model. We started, obviously, with AdSense, uh, as, as it was always the best to start with. Uh, and we got to around five grand a month U.S. dollars. Um, but, I mean, it, it wasn't sufficient to pay for what what we do because, we, you know, we have dedicated server hosting now. We have, like, four full-time staff and two part-time staff and... We managed to get ourselves signed up to um, an advertising agency, uh, which pretty much pays us ten cents per unique browser that we deliver. Um, so on an average day, where we get about fifteen thousand um, unique browsers, you, like, you can put that into dollars, I suppose. It's um, it's not too bad. It generates a fair bit of income every month. It it would average out about twenty grand a month, but I mean, that's just for the advertising that we get. We get other sponsored things and other stuff like that. Google's still running on the site, which gives us another couple of grand a month. But we're obviously always improving our advertising. The more, the more um, visitors we deliver, the more money we get. That's how it works. Now, you obviously uh, you, you keep saying we, and and you know you ta- you're almost talking like a company now, Al, which is quite amazing to think about because know, it is quite amazing. You um, I I knew this when you just started it, and if, if we go back into the history, I was actually working at a help desk at the local university here in Brisbane and that's where I first met Al. At that time Al did not have this car blog. I was in the process of still growing Entrepreneur's Journey. That's the help desk I used to write some of my first year blog articles at. So we, we both um, did night shifts and and uh, at, the t- at the time, remember the first time I mentioned blogs, you actually told me you had the website domain name uh, MyWebLog, right? Yeah, myweblog.com, that's correct, yeah. And that was pretty much the only blog-related thing you had. You you did start a blog hosting service on that, right? Um, I hadn't at that stage, actually. You gave me the idea to do it. He said, why don't you start and put up a blog thing, and I did. And, it, you know, it was, it was a big hit. It was like 10,000 users by the time um, it got there. But it was the sort of thing that you couldn't really sell because everyone else was already doing it. So, I mean, it was good because the domain name was great, but... Um, and it kind of started me thinking, and I remember you said to me, you know, why don't you start your own blog instead? And I started with a blog on my web blog, and it was kind of a personal thing, and wasn't really going anywhere. And then, you know, as I kept reading your articles, I thought, no, oh, I love cars, so why don't I just start a car blog instead? And, you know, they, they always tell you all the domain names are taken, but, you know, the best ones, <laughs> I thought cardvice.com.au, 
sounds a lot better than the big commercial ones, and it was still available, so I took it, and the rest, I suppose, is history, I guess. Okay, so how long ago was that? Uh, that was in May of 2006, so really, we're, it's not that, that long ago, yeah. No, we're recording this in August of 2007, so it's it's just not even a year and a half. Yeah, that's right, that's right. right. So it's, it's become a phenomenal success for me. Um, as I said, it started with just me for the first probably seven months, I think, towards the end of 2006. Uh, I had a contact from a guy who used to run um, Drive TV on Channel 10. Um, and he was a murdering, a murdering writer and he was a producer, and he just said, he just, you know, he told me to come up and meet him in his mansion in the Gold Coast, which is nice. And we just went from there, and he said that he was really interested in the site. He loved the name. He loved what I was doing. He loved the style of the site. And he loved that I was getting noticed by big media, even though at that stage, at least, it was just literally me. And I was working full-time as well. So, I mean, I was just writing it when I had a chance. And When you say you're working full-time, you had a job. You weren't working your blog full-time. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah, I was working full-time on my other job. You know, I was actually a full-time employee, and this blog was just a side thing. I mean, that's how usually everything starts, I guess. And, yeah, and we just went from there. There's a bit of equity swap there. And it just went ballistic because once we had a bit of reputation behind the site, and, I mean, the, the traffic didn't increase as a result of him being there, but we started getting a lot more cars, and then we got so much more media attention, we started getting invited to all the car sites, I mean, all the car launches. Um, and, yeah, and then we just we hired another couple of people, and, as I said now, it's ranked the sixth biggest fund in Australia. Okay, well, let's go back to the beginning. Most people listening to this are at the beginning still. They don't have this phenomenal success yet. So <laughs> you sat down, you had your full-time job, you decided you were writing a blog about your personal life for a while, but then you thought, well, maybe I'll try and do something on uh, cars. That's and, right. And you found right. the, the domain name caradvice.com.au. You thought that yep. was a pretty good domain name, good, grabbed yeah. it, set up a blog on WordPress there, and you, right, yep. you just used a theme you found... Mm-hmm. On the, uh, uh, the internet, the first theme that I used was horribly ugly. I can't believe anyone actually visited the site. But <laughs> I mean, you got to start somewhere. I couldn't, I couldn't really. I didn't have the time or the money to get the theme design, so I just started on a generic theme. Didn't even have a single picture of a car in it. Um, just a normal theme. I mean, what I actually did initially was I sat down and I thought, I love cars. I love going out. And I'm a bit of, you know, I'm a bit of an IT geek. So why don't I start three websites each? You know, on the three different topics and see how I go and I started car advice I started newbrisbane.com which was uh, going out in Brisbane and I started vistatechnician.com as well the other two took off to a point but you know the, the car one had taken off so much more and not only that but I, I really love talking about cars a lot more than I love talking about you know, you know Windows Vista so I, I thought I'd stick with the thing I really love and I stuck with cars and I just put all my focus onto it and you know, with a bit of help from you and a bit of help from other people, this this is where I got. So okay, yeah. and so you started three blogs at the same time. One was sort of a going out in Brisbane guide. The other one's about Windows Vista, which wasn't released yet. You were sort of trying to build up on the buzz about Windows Vista coming out, and a car blog. And you wrote content for all three blogs at the same time. Was this sort of one article a day each? For the car one, it was almost two articles a day just to begin with, because you got to realize with with stuff like cars, there's there really is a lot to write about, and I mean, a lot of a lot of people think, "Oh, what should I write about? What should I write about?" But if you really, if you have a passion for what you're talking about, you can you can you can't stop writing. That's that's the difference. Um, and it got to a point where I was doing probably one a week for my going out thing, um, two a day for the car one, and probably one a month for the 
Vista one because I, I had lost all interest right. in that one. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's still not bad. I mean, it still gets a fair bit of traffic even though I haven't updated it for so long. Um, and the new Brisbane one was overtaken by a friend of mine, so she does all the posting for that now, and that's grown considerably for what it is. It gets more than a thousand hits a day. So, I mean, it's, it's not, it hasn't failed by by no means, but um, you know, I, I focused on one primary blog. That was my aim. Yeah. Mm. But you sort of threw different ideas against the wall and see which one. Oh, you have to, you have to. You can't, you can't put all your eggs in about one basket to begin with. So yeah. And and how long was it taking you to produce that much content? Because that's you know, at minimum two articles a day. So. Oh, uh, minimum. Yeah, absolutely, minimum two articles a day. Um, well, I mean, with with cars, there is a bit of research that goes into it. Um, initially, when I started, I wasn't actually driving any of the cars because no one would give me any cars. No one had heard of my name before. So it all started with me pretty much just reviewing the cars based on what I thought. Um, it wasn't so much a review, it was a bit of news, a bit of reviews, a bit of lots of my opinion. I, I do tend to write a lot of my opinion into everything, and I think that gave the site so much more than you would probably expect um, from other things. So once my once my sort of word got out there and people started reading what I was writing about, the car companies started taking notice. As I said, I was working full-time at the time um, at another job at uni, actually, and two articles a day was getting a little bit I mean I was doing it I was doing it either during my lunch break or after work but I mean it got to a stage where you you had to post so much more and I thought being a full time blogger would be my my life goal so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am now yeah. and I, I, I know you were uh, also Spending a bit of time at work on your blog, it must be. Uh, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. If you have if you have a job that lets you blog, it's the best job in the world to stay in for a while till you get your feet grounded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And obviously now you, you only recently quit that job where you're now a full time blogger, but you did manage to to produce um, well, do both at the same time, maintain a full job and produce a lot of content. You definitely can. The way the way I saw my my blogging. I mean, I started all these blogs not to make a lot of money. I wasn't at all interested in making a lot of money. It just happened to go in a sense where I did actually make a bit of money. But I started because I loved cars and I loved going out and I, you know, I was a bit of a techhead. So I actually did like writing about what I liked to write. I love it. I love people reading my opinion and giving me comments. And even if it was negative, it doesn't matter. I mean, people people disagree with you all the time. So if you, I had the passion for it, and I definitely had the passion for cars and. I mean, obviously, once you get the basics worked out on how to do the blog, the best things about SEO and um, the best way to write and making sure everything, you know, you use original content and, you know, all, all the things that you always have covered and I've gained a lot from. I think the basic thing for me was that I really did love writing and I managed to fit it in with all my work or even at work. Um, so, yeah, it worked well for me. Okay, so you were... Producing content and essentially that just means throwing in a bit of opinion with a bit of research through the web and you know finding yep. a few photos from uh, I know the, the, the car shows. yeah the press releases that the yep. uh, the car companies put out so that was your content and how did you manage to get initial traffic coming from your site when you, you know you put out some articles why did people find out about your your car blog well there's a lot of secrets into that I guess I can share those um, <laughs> the main the main thing is that. Uh, and, it, and it's not just for cars, it's for the majority of things. Um, the old media still has got very little clue as to how the internet really works. Um, I mean, they, they have they have obviously car designers and, I mean, website designers and SEO experts and things, but they still don't really follow the basics where 
If someone's coming to search for a car, they're most likely going to type in the car name followed by the year or the other way around. But the way the big publishers would do it is they would give the title of the car review some random name, like, you know, Kia goes down the hill or Hyundai rises. I mean, you're not going to type that into Google. And I think one of the first things I noticed was that, and I just stuck onto it, and I thought, what would I type into Google if I was going to look for this car? And I would just type in the name of the car. I mean, that's pretty obvious plus the gear model that I was looking for and probably add like a road test or review at the end of it. And, I mean, that's that's really how it, it just... Because people would find us first in Google all the time. We just got first in Google all the time for all the major things that we did. And we were getting so many hits, organic hits from Google that they just people started real, realizing our name and going, oh, well, these guys have a lot of road tests. And the, the, difference, the other difference is that you got to realize... Um, it was just my opinion. I'm just one guy, and I used to I used to crap on cars. You got you got to tell it how it is. And I think if you're honest in your blogging, it's a lot better than trying to be, you know, something that you're not. You got to have your own style, and I think that's very important. So you got number one search rankings for car names, which is obviously you know a powerful sort of a, a long tail process of getting traffic. But why? I mean, my understanding of SEO is you know you've got some considerations like the number of incoming links you're managing to attract. And your blog was relatively new, so you must have had some sandbox issue with your site not you know, necessarily being allowed to rank highly immediately until it was a little bit established. You know, how quickly did you get these these number one rankings for car-related search phrases? Um, well, I, I personally, I don't actually think I got sandboxed, uh, to be honest. I don't know. I mean, I did, I did have a few other um, half-decent um, page-rank websites that I link, you know, I link to the car site from, but... The the the, the um, first page rankings. I mean, obviously, it didn't happen overnight. It was something that I needed to first. The first three months, obviously, Google doesn't even know you exist, and it, it, you know you got to let it you got to let it index your site. I I used all the WordPress plugins, plugins, you know, to have a site map, and I mean that's very essential. Um, and all sorts of different things that you know you always covered. And I think when we got there, I think the thing that really broke it that I remember was when the Holden Epica came out. I don't know if Australian readers you would probably recognise that, but overseas you probably won't. Um, and it was just a car that created so much controversy. And we, if you go and type in Holden Epica and you do it right now into Google, and we were still the first thing that shows up. And that's ahead of Holden's own website at one stage. I think I don't know if they still overtaken us or not. I haven't checked for a while. But what I wrote about that car was that it was an absolute piece of crap. Um, and as it ranked, well, as it, as, it, as it is, I didn't write that because I wanted to. It really is. And as it ranked number one, we were getting calls from Holden to please remove the article and all sorts of different things. And you know, I'm not going to do that, obviously. It's not a, not something I do. But um, you know, that, that that's when I knew that there was something going on with the site because I, I then I then I had a look at all the keywords coming into the site and I realized that so many people are typing in, you know, the sort of obvious things, and then we're usually the number one thing that shows up. Um, so yeah. Okay, so search traffic was by far your number one it source was. of, yep, of yep. new readers. It was about eighty twenty at that stage. Now it's gone down, obviously, because we're getting a lot more hits from other things as well. Yeah. Okay, but back then, um, what I, I know you're an absolute, you know, link hunter. You look for links I, constantly. I went on TV to get a link. I mean, yes, exactly. <laughs> so we can talk about that in a moment. But what did you do? during these early days before you were necessarily um, attracting the attention of a Holden because you've got a number one ranking for their new car so, what were you doing to build links um, I was doing all pretty much you know I read a lot about SEO and I you know I read a lot of on your blog 
Um, I know you asked me for a link, and I gave you one. So. That's sorry, that helped. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the sort of thing. I joined a lot of car networks. I did a lot of adding to every sort of link thing I could find. I spent a lot of time doing that. I mean, some of it was pretty pointless. Some of it was good. Um, essentially, what I really did was I just... I, I, at one stage, I, just, I was doing it all the time, and I just stopped, and I said, look, I'm just going to keep writing content, and and people will eventually find it, and people will eventually link to it, and that's exactly what happened, because I was I was writing good stuff. I wasn't copy-pasting. I never copy-paste. If you copy-paste, it's not it's not worth it. Um, you have to write everything from scratch, and I did. I wrote original content. It was interesting. I thought it was interesting, um, and people started linking to it. You know, we we got... Just people on their blogs linking to car advice, you know, Australia's, Australian car blog. Go type in Australian car blog on Google, you know, it's the first thing that shows up. And, yeah, I mean, we just relied on people to link to us, and they did because we actually had good content. And I think that's one thing people forget. They spend more time trying to get links than actually writing content, and I think that's very important. Just as important, if not more important, yeah. Okay, so a combination there of word of mouth. Um, yep. I guess it's classic compound effects. You... you you wrote a lot of good content. You had a, a small base, which probably started just from a few friends telling friends, yep. and then um, maybe a couple of your links brought in a, a bit of traffic, and then you you yeah, suddenly got exactly. the attention of um, an auto blog or a, a larger blog or a larger. Oh site. yes, we, we got covered multiple times on auto blog because we were the we were you know the definitive source for Australian car news in that sense. That the the other thing is we always covered the news at least two days in advance of all the big guys because they would spend you know two days just to send it to the editor and back and forward and mm. I mean, we had a couple of spelling mistakes maybe in one or two grammar things but we fixed them after we posted it you know we wasn't we weren't going to be the most professionally edited website on the net that wasn't really our aim our aim was to be the first with the news and the first to have the big stories and things and that's what we did you know you got a, one guy manages to be it to like that many editors and things because they just have so much overhead that it just doesn't work. It's an old media newspaper style that they do it in, so yeah, took advantage of that big time. And when you were just the only person running the site, how were you managing to beat people uh, or the big sites that were releasing news quicker? What was the trick to doing that? Really, the only trick to doing that was the companies would put out the press release Monday morning, and we'd have the news up an hour later, and the big car companies would have the news up two days later, or at the very best, a day later, because they would first write the article, and then they would send it to their editor and then the editor would send it back and I mean I don't know what they did maybe they were just slow um, mm. but I, I always thought I mean it wasn't a copy paste of the press release either we actually you know it was my opinion added to the press release um, so we, we had the news all the time first and that, that was that was important um, because it gave us credibility in the sense that people would always find the first news um, the, the latest news on our site and I mean I had so many emails from people telling me you know, thanks to you, I've cancelled my subscription to Wheels Magazine because you guys do all the stuff and it's, you don't have to wait a month to read about it. So, mm. and, and I mean, it was free, obviously. You didn't have to pay for it. So, it was good. It was lots of lots of older generation people that love cars um, actually, you know, sent us compliments and said, you know, what would I have to pay for a magazine when I can get the same thing on the same day as opposed to a month later? So, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a very good sign. So, okay, so all on the back of really good content, grew your initial traffic, which then translated into search results, which then compounded into more traffic. Yep. Um, so I, I guess there is certainly a technique you did to find these press releases. I know not every blogger has got the oh, potential. No. Like, for example, I couldn't really write in my area just by talking about press releases. But I mean, that, I think... was, that, was, that wasn't all of it. I'm just giving that example. I mean, I wrote a lot of opinion pieces about 
you know, the roads, the cars. I mean, anything that I had sort of some, something I wanted to talk about, I would just write about it. I wouldn't think about it. I would just write about it. It's, mm. I mean, that's what it was. It just I just produced more and more content. And, you know, some people hated me. Some people loved me. So that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a great way to be, I think. Yeah. Okay. So you're getting traffic. Uh, when did you decide to start monetizing it? Because I, I remember I, I had trouble convincing you to use AdSense initially. Yeah, I, I refused to use AdSense. I really did. I hated the idea of having ads on the site. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm a, I was a believer that ads don't work because I never actually made any money from ads on any site. I mean, I had AdSense on on myweblog.com, but it wasn't generating you know anything reasonable for me to think that I should stick it on. I always thought ads were intrusive, and I thought if I put on ads, it'll it'll detract from readers and everything. But I eventually just gave it a go. I started with a very sort of basic 460 by 80 or whatever it is, 480 by 60 banner ad from AdSense in some of the articles. And, you know, in the first day, it started making like 15 bucks a day, and I was like, oh, man, that's not bad, you know. It's nothing, really, compared to what it is now. But back then, for a small blog, $15 a day was pretty damn good. And then it just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and, you know, we were starting to make a couple hundred dollars a day towards before we took it off. And... Yeah, I mean that that's what we started with in AdSense. Well I decided to put that on after you convinced me pretty much. You said just do it. <laughs> yeah, it, was, you go. it was tough. <laughs> and it was very did, tough. Did you yeah. try anything else? Affiliate programs or Um I did. I, I signed up to Commission Monster and all those sorts of things. But um AdSense was the model for us because it's it's hard to sell anything through a car site I've found. Um I mean the car companies aren't gonna give you commission if you sell a car, it just doesn't really work that way. No. Um but for other things, like we had like a um, you know win a win a car in the competition ran by another agency and that sort of stuff. It works, it worked, but the the monetizing came a lot more from AdSense than anything else. So we just stuck. Okay. This worked better with AdSense. I, I I mean my sort of initial reaction there must be some car insurance affiliate programs because insurance is usually yes that, that that ran through Commission Monster as well. I mean made us made us a bit of money, but. The process of because you know you know how they work they have to actually sign up before we get anything and we, yeah. we we thought that you know we weren't really happy with the amount of money we were getting for the real estate that we were giving them and we we did a trial run of two weeks this way and two weeks AdSense and AdSense doubled the income so better okay yeah. so AdSense just went out okay so you kept running with AdSense and then now let's let's move forward to the point where you you finally got someone coming actually asking you to buy part ownership of your blog how did all that come about. Um, well, he sent. You know, I, I was just checking my email. I had an email from. I'll say his name is Anthony Crawford. He he was a director of Drive TV on Channel Ten, um, and he just sent me an email. I said, "Oh, look, you know, I'm really keen to meet up, see if you can talk about the site, and see if we can, you know, if I can help you grow it a bit more." And you know, initially I was a bit hesitant because it's you know it's my little baby, and I didn't didn't want anyone to tell me how to do anything else than what I was doing. But I was still keen to meet up with him so I you know I drove down the Gold Coast uh, with a friend of mine so we looked like a team even though it was <laughs> <laughs> um, we drove down the Gold Coast and we met up with him and you know, he was just he was just a great guy and he was definitely into cars and you know obviously he was into cars and he he had the credibility behind him and he was he was getting cars and he just you know he just said look I'll we can make your site so much so much more noticeable if um, you know you let me come on board and we'll see how we go from there and I mean, I didn't give away too much equity. It was, you know, it wasn't that much at all. Um, and did they yeah. want to buy the whole site from you at that point, or did he? You just... He didn't. I've, I've had many offers from other companies and other people to buy the entirety of the site out at that stage, 
I mean, as, as we were growing, and I was very tempted many times to sell it and then just start again, but I really didn't want to start again, especially because I loved cars. I always wanted to write about cars, and this was working so well, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll hang out and see what else might come around. Obviously, the aim is to sell it at one stage, but for something a little bit... That, no, that wasn't your aim early on. When oh, did no, you no, no, switch I... over? How'd that happen? <laughs> well, I think it started happening when the AdSense thing started hitting like $250 a day. I was going, holy crap, <laughs> <laughs> I can quit my job now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it started getting to a point where I realized that I don't actually need to be doing anything else to make money. I could just actually stay at home and write about cards, which sounds like an awesome dream job, and it really is, actually. It's a, you know, you, you think about what you really want to do in life, and this is really what I wanted to do. I always wanted to be a murdering journalist, and I didn't have any qualifications whatsoever to be a murdering journalist. Um, but it seems like you don't need any qualifications. So, yeah. <laughs> Not in today's blogging world, anyway. No, that's <laughs> right. If you, have, if you have the readership, then you're qualified. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. So y- you eventually negotiated some form of, of equity share and they came on board as a, a backer for your your now business more than just a blog. Yep, we and registered cardvice.com.au proprietary limited. It's an actual yeah, company now. So yep. right. we have people and in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne and Adelaide. What, yeah, explain that. How did you go about bringing on uh, more because you're not the only one writing content now. Because oh no, man, I'm, I'm one of the last people to write content at the moment. It's um, we've got two news posters working on the site. Uh, we have three road testers. There's the difference. The news posters post to news. The road testers actually review the card. Um, I'm one of the road testers, so actually I have like two cars every week now. Um, actually, it's a bad thing because I can't fit them in my garage. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean the car companies are dying to give us cars to drive and. Most of the time, it's everyday cars, but once in a while, it's a Lamborghini or an Aston Martin, which is beautiful because you know any car lover would understand. You know, once in a lifetime dream to drive. I mean, even sit in, let alone drive it, um, which was very, very good. I thought. Yeah. If, but, uh, if you if you want to see that, if you actually look at the sales page of of blogmastermind.com, you'll you'll see Al sitting in a I think it's a Lamborghini. That one, isn't it? That's the testimonial correct. you gave me. That's one yeah, of the cars you got to test drive. Right? If you go to com, the, the actual the Aston Martin road test is on the front. It's on the front right hand side featured article. You'll see a picture of me and the Aston Martin smiling. <laughs> Big smile, huh? Big smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, you did did you bring on writers after you got sort of um, partnered with this this larger company, or did you bring on writers before that? Um, no, I had no one before that. Um, and these guys so, didn't really bring along anyone either. The, the way it really happened was that we actually started getting so many emails, people going, oh, I write for the blah, 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 and I write for this blah, blah, blah. I'd love to contribute a couple of articles a month. And we're still going, oh, crap. You know, we got to actually read these all these applications, figure out who's actually decent. So what we did is we put an ad on the website um, asking, you know, would you want to work for Car Advice? And I thought, oh, we'll get five or six replies and hopefully one of them would be good and in the first 24 hours we got over a thousand replies and I mean Whoa. and a lot of them were just everyday people saying oh please 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 can I drive a Lamborghini I was like no <laughs> 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 but out of that out of, out of that like eventually about 2,000 entries um, there were six or seven people who were you know writing for murdering magazines newspapers and other car websites that were just and these are volunteers? Uh, no. Um, initially, there were we obviously asked everyone to contribute one or two articles to see what they actually do, um, and they did happily. Um, a couple of them still write for free, so don't tell them that. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully they don't listen to this. But yeah, um, I mean the thing is, you got to realize some people still do it for free, not because you know 
because they love to write about cars and they found our site to be the perfect medium um, to tell the world about it. Um, and, you know, we, we got two murdering journalists out of that, um, that they write for us now exclusively, pretty much. Um, so they, they probably do four road tests a month and they go to all the car launches and write about them that very night, which still puts us ahead of everyone else because no one seems to do any work after the car launch. They all wait another couple of days when they get home. Um, so at the moment, I mean, my job is pretty much just reading the site. That's what I do most of the time and I write a, the occasional road test, but, it's kind of self-maintaining at the moment, so which is very good. That's what you want. So you're no longer a writer; you're more like a head editor. Um, I, I, as I said, I still write the car reviews because I still get right. cars. So you get but, two cars a week. So I, I actually want to do that because I love cars. Um, you know, it's something I want to do, not something I have to do. Um, so yeah, I, I get about two cars a week, sometimes three. Um, and yeah, I just you know I write about them, which is but the news and stuff is taken care of by other people. So yeah. Okay. And how many posts a day are going up on your blog currently? Um, average is about six to seven. I mean, it gets up to fifteen some days, depending on how much news there is. I mean, that's a lot. Um, so mm, some of the stuff, nice. some of the stuff goes off the front page by the end of the day, which I suppose is a good and bad thing. But there's there's just so much to cover every day on cars that you you need to do it. And the the difference between us and I guess the big size is the big size would have three news pieces every two days, and we would have twenty in that time. Mm. You know, so. Some of them. I mean, the thing, the other difference is we cover everything. It doesn't matter if it's not significant or not. If it's someone releasing an update to a model, we we cover it. That's it's that simple. You know, we, you say this this person has covered this this company has released this variant of this model. Yeah, that's it. It takes like ten minutes to write up, and a week later, someone will be looking for it on Google, and that's the key. You know, if you cover everything, not so much you know, not so much garbage, but if you cover the things that are useful to people, not just to everyone. Yeah, it's a niche market of people. I think it's very helpful. And, and how have you managed to handle the growth? Because you know, you sound 20 posts a day. All these writers writing for you. There, there must have been a time where you were just inundated with, you know, just activities you had to do. You know? Oh yes. Um, I mean, the, at some stages when we, um, when we had no or one or two news posts, um, and you know, that one of them would be sick that day, or another would be, you know, doing some car thing, then sort of the news would sort of slow down to about five posts a day. It, it, the thing was, we we always just covered it the next day, even if it was still you know a, a day late, we still covered it, and, and we're still ahead of the rest. The the important thing we found was, it it wasn't so much post like 20 news items a day, but it was more important to make sure that what we do post isn't just isn't just you know garbage and isn't just a media press release copy paste. We really did actually rewrite everything that we wanted to talk about, and that's how it worked. Okay, and when it came to monetization, once you you no longer use AdSense oh, no, we, exclusively. We do. No, no, exclusively, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and how did that come about with the change? Because most bloggers I know personally, I, I don't have access to that advertising network that you mentioned earlier on. Yep. How did you get that access? Uh, well, they actually came and asked us. We had AdSense running on the site, and it was it was doing good. As I said, it was it was you know making a fair a fair decent amount of money. Um, I thought it was good at least. Um, but then one of the guys that had bought into the site, well, part of the guys, part of that company, he said that we should really look at getting something else, exclusive deals, you know, where they pay per visitor on lump sums as opposed to click-throughs. Um, and we got in contact with a couple of different advertisers and we had a few interviews and we signed up one advertising company that, um, is exclusively works on car sites and they went out and they signed up deals with 
you know, Hyundai, Toyota, and all sorts of things. And one of the main things that we um that they told us actually at first was that, you know, oh, you know, you, you realize you have to be in the advertiser's interest and not write bad things about their cars. And I said, no, we're you know, never going to do that. We're going to bag anything that's crap. And they said, oh, all right. So they went back and forward and back and forward. And I, that, that's how it was going to be. They wanted to advertise, and I said, this is how it's going to be. And they said, all right, fine. Because, you know, that was part of our credibility. We weren't going to give it up because for some, you know, for a bit more money or something like that. Yeah. Journalistic integrity, huh? Well, you got to have it because that's the only thing that's left between big media and small media. That's what bloggers are known for. That's why blogging power is so important, I think, because people actually believe you when you write something as opposed to, oh, that looks like someone just paid that guy to write that. So... Yeah, that's that's what I worked with. I mean, if you don't if you don't give cars bad reviews when they're bad, then you know what's the point of reviewing it? That's yeah. You're not. I'm not trying to sell the car, so why can't I say it's bad? Yeah, it is a difficult juggle, isn't it, between sponsors and and. It's a very difficult juggle. I mean, it has been a couple of times because at the moment, for example, if you visit the site, we have Hyundai as the main advertiser on the site. They wanted exclusivity, and we gave them that. And, you know, they recently released a really, really crap car. And I drove it and I said it was actually really crap. <laughs> and, you know, I got an email from them saying, oh, oh, you know, you want to take it for another drive? And I said, no, not really. I really do think it's not a very good car. And that was the end of it, you know. <laughs> what can you do, you know? <laughs> it's important. It's important to be honest, I think. And that's, that's yeah, that's one of the main things. And, and what's the uh, the future? Like, where what are you trying to get to now? You said you do plan to sell it but if you did sell it you'd no longer be doing a dream job anymore so well yeah there's a lot of plans I mean uh, as I said I it, it got to a stage where I um I ended up on TV promoting the site in a way and um you know they had an interview with me on TV which was quite quite interesting I've never been on TV before um and then again another time just very recently at, at the moment the aim is well we're the site's just about to be redesigned um and we're moving all our focus to video uh, we have our own video equipment and a couple ten thousand dollars worth of video equipment now that we was gonna we we have already started but we're gonna do it on a much bigger scale of filming all the cars that we get so that we have actual video of the cars driving around. I mean it's a, it seems like a really big job when people think about oh you're gonna film the cars, you're gonna have a film crew. It's really not that hard. I mean it's just a two thousand dollar camera, you know, everyday sort of house camera because that's all you need is web quality and we just put it on YouTube. It's the best way to do it. You put it on YouTube. Don't bother hosting it yourself because not only do you get the credit other people that would never visit your site watching it and hearing your name and seeing your logo, but it's also free hosting, so yeah. Mm. Okay, so you've got clearly there's a lot more going on now than just Alvarez running oh, yeah, one there's, little there's, site. So. There's so much going on. We have monthly meetings, fly down to Sydney all the time, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone from, I mean, there's a lot of push from the other guys to drop the word blog out of our title because oh. they wanted not to be associated, not to be a blog. In a sense, but I said no. There's, we have had so much support from the blog community, and I thank them for that. Um, a lot of people, when they, you know, talk about a car, they link to us because you know we're a blog, and they mention us because we're a blog. And I think it's very important to stick to your roots because that's what made us. We made it as a blog, and now we're the sixth biggest. So what should we change now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so that's a pretty great rags to riches story. It's definitely a rare story. Most people don't. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm still I'm still amazed that I'm sitting at home right now and not at work and I'm talking to you as opposed to fixing someone's computer. So, yeah. <laughs> so what what would you recommend? Like, are the key ingredients for people listening to this who who want to even get ten percent of the sort of success you're having at the moment? Like, what would you look? I mean, it's you not know? it's not all it hasn't all been great. I mean, we've had some huge disasters. We got banned from Google at one stage. I mean, that was a disaster because our hits went down from ten thousand a day back to like you know, five six hundred, which is massive disaster at the time um, 
but the, the important thing was we just we just kept at it. We never gave up. We we weren't we always kept writing good articles and you know obviously Google and banned us. I don't know why they banned us. It's a whole different story. Um, so we yeah we we just the, the important thing was we just kept it up. We didn't I didn't I never had lost faith in the site because at the end of the day all I was really trying to achieve was to tell people how much I love cars and how much I hate cars and. And if you had the, if I had the passion for it, which I did, and I think that's the important thing. You have to don't write about something because you think it's going to make you money. You write about something you actually find interesting, and if it happens to make you money, that's great. Yeah. Very cool, Al. I, th- I was going to ask you what's the key to growing traffic and what's the key to making a lot of money, but I think you just summed up the answer to that: is to not worry about too much about traffic and not worry about too much about money. I mean, that night we got banned from Google. My girlfriend was here. She'd, she'd um, recall this for me. And I was just, I couldn't sleep. I was just sitting there thinking, oh, crap. You know, we just dropped about 80% in traffic. Um, and that's how it was for about three weeks. We were completely off all Google rankings. There was not even a mention of us. Um, and then three weeks later, we got back exactly to number one. Um, and I think they actually even boosted it up further a little bit for some of the things we were number one for. So it... I mean, it was three weeks of hell, but I just I just put it out of my mind, and I just kept writing and writing and writing, and we had, you know, a bunch of loyal readers that was going to come to the site every day regardless. So the comments were always there. And I, one thing I do have to mention, um, I mean, every blog obviously has comments, um, and that was one thing we really, really put in the face of all the other companies were too scared to have comments on their articles and things. And in the one year that we've had this site up, both Cardsguard and Drive now have a comment system enabled, and I... And I would really like to say that I don't think they would have had that had we not been around. Because they really, <laughs> and yeah. So, and the way they still do it is, you know, it's ridiculous because they, you post a comment and 24 hours later it goes, it gets published, which is not how mm. it works. So, yeah, they're not quite catching on to the whole uh, interactivity and communi- community of a blog. Actually, they have a lot of liability. You know, if someone says something bad, then they're actually massive big companies which probably care a lot about their advertisers because that's what they do. As opposed to us, we do it for the passion and the money. Yeah. Too, yeah. yeah, the two worlds are definitely colliding there. With the, the you have to have the, the yeah. legal protection of the corporate world as well as the the freedom That's of right. the we, world. So we've had some legal harassment from those guys as well. You know, telling us to do this and do that, trying to boss us around. But you know, at the end of the day, the problem is that a lot of the big companies do not understand how a blog works, and that if you say something is bad. It's not actually legal to say something as bad as just because it's your opinion. So, and they don't seem to understand the concept of YouTube. They, I've, I've had emails from um, people at no one named the the, the websites, but saying, "Oh, you know, we think that you're posting illegal stuff from YouTube." And you know, I, I reply to them and I say, "This video is on YouTube because someone put it on YouTube. So if you want someone to remove it, why don't you get in contact with YouTube, not us?" You know, it's just, it's a, yeah. a car website posting something on YouTube. Um, you know, like an overseas car website posting something on YouTube, asking for people to, you know, embed it onto their website, but they don't seem to understand the concept. So, but yeah, as I said, you you shouldn't worry yourself about anything except producing decent quality content. Um, the SEO is obviously important. I mean, you need to have, you need to have decent, you need to have the basic understanding of how to do it. Um, you know, don't come up with fancy names for a title of a post, which mean nothing to anyone looking for whatever whatever you're writing about. Um, you know, basic things you follow. Um, but apart from that, the key is just to write good content, and I think that's what's really important. And that's the end of the conversation between me and Al. I hope you got a lot out of that interview and took a lot of notes so you can use some of the information you learned and apply it to your own blog. 
If you are interested in seeing Al's blog, it's still going strong at caradvice.com.au, so you can go check it out there. And if you want some more specific training from Al, he has two advanced lessons inside my coaching program. Those two lessons cover some really advanced techniques on using Google's image search to drive traffic to your blog. And also uh, a, a topic which I think is really important to anyone who gets going with their blog is how to attract investors and really ramp up the growth of your blog beyond that small business to what Alboards has today, in which case is a seven-figure business. So if you do want to grab those inter- uh, those two lessons and, of course, lots more information regarding growing a profitable blog and having some amazing success stories like Alboards, making a full-time income from what you produce on the internet, you're most welcome to join my coaching program. You can check out all the information about it at blogmastermind.com forward slash coaching. Now, if you're after the transcript of this interview, you should see it on your screen right now where you downloaded this podcast. Uh, If you don't, just head to entrepreneurs-journey.com, which is my blog, and there you will find uh, a little search box and just type in the word Alboards and you should find this interview and then you can download the transcript. That's it from me. Once again, I do hope you enjoyed this interview. I'd like to thank Alboards for taking the time to do this. He's a very busy man now that he's in charge of such a large business. So uh, that's it from me. My name is Yara Stark and I hope to see you on the inside of the Blog Mastermind Coaching Program. Bye-bye.